Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. the Renegade Aviator with you, 888-366-5256. i got a real special guest today, and he's special for a couple of reasons. His name is Ken Weitzman, and Ken's special, number one, because he listens to my show, so I'm grateful for each and every one of our listeners, and Ken, thank you for being one of our listeners. But also, Ken has a unique aviation story, and that's what this show is all about, unique aviation stories. The reason why I asked Ken to come on today, and he was gracious enough to put up with me on this, is we all have our challenges, we all have our journeys, and sometimes our journeys take a different path. So first of all, Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Tell us a little about we were, we were how your dream in aviation, you were one of those guys like me that was probably hatched and loved aviation, but then your dream became crushed, but you had a solution to it in the end. So tell us a little bit about Ken Weitzman and your journey. I'll be happy to. At approximately five years old, in the middle 40s, I went to an air show with my dad, who was an employee at Douglas Aircraft. He was a machinist, and I remember seeing little silver objects in the sky. And the moment I saw those silver objects, I knew what I wanted to be in life, and that was a pilot. But, and that was my dream. It was my calling. But at approximately nine and a half, ten years old, because of my parents' genetics, they were both nearsighted, I became very nearsighted. Therefore, knowing that pilots required 20-20 vision, in most instances, my hopes of being a professional pilot, airline, Air Force fighter pilot than an airline pilot, uh, were dashed. And so I changed my direction in life, and I became a dentist, went to USC. And during dental school, I had the fortune of having a very good job at Pan American World Airways. I lived about a mile north of Los Angeles International in a little community called Westchester. I earned enough money to take flying lessons at Progressive Air Service at Hawthorne Airport, which had some very good instructors. In fact, a couple of the instructors were ex-fighter pilots from the Korean War, F-86 pilots. Wow. And this was in, imagine learning from one of those guys. <laughs> oh, it, 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 wonderful. I mean, unbelievable. Talk about being high, not just in altitude, but to be around these individuals. That, they're so incredible. I, I feel at times so insignificant when I'm around these, what I call special men, and now maybe special women that they're getting into flying. And so when I got out of dental school, I begged the Air Force to take me in. It was during the Vietnam War and they were taking approximately 50% of all dental graduates, and the Air Force was nice enough to accept me, and I spent two years on active duty at McClellan Air Force Base, 
which was an extremely fortunate location for me because McClone was an overhaul base, what in aviation they call Iran, which is inspect and repair as necessary. And so all these aircraft that came out of their Iran program had to be test flown. And as soon as I had a chance to meet some pilots that were in test flight, they were gracious enough because to say, sure, when we have a test flight, we'll give you a call, and if you're colonel, the dental clinic colonel will let you go, hey, you're more than welcome. So that, that was a tremendous bright spot in my life. And for my two years, I probably got about 50 flights in and everything from T-28s, A-1s, B-26s, C-124s, EC-121s, F-100s, 104s, 105s, 106s, uh, even a Cessna 310. <laughs> and you know what? Th- this is what we tell people each and every week on the show, right? If you have a passion, if you love something, your life is going to take turns left and right. But you need to show up. You need to ask what you did to get into the Air Force. Ask. And then even though you weren't there to be the next top gun, you were able to stand in the middle of guys that were doing exactly what you wanted to do. And it paid off for you, right? Oh, absolutely. You, you make, besides making great friendships, it paid off for me and giving me the thrill of a lifetime. I've owned Bonanzas and Cessna 210s and Barons, which are fun to fly, no question. But there's nothing like being in an F-105 at 32,000 pounds, which is about 20,000 under their gross weight, taking off with 26,500 pounds of thrust with water injection. You, the whole sky becomes your playground. And numerous times with one man that was really special to me, his name was Lieutenant Colonel Robert Perkins, who passed away a few years ago and was 100 missions over the north and got his share of medals, believe me. We used to go up the Central Valley at times faster than the speed of sound, mm. which uh, you got to be a little careful. you got to do it out in the open. And I can remember one day we were flying along. We weren't going past the speed of sound that day. We were probably doing about 650 knots, maybe 200 feet. And all of a sudden, Bob Perkins uh, lets out an expletive, pulls full back on the stick, and we just go straight up. And I said, what's going on? Thinking it's time to punch out, right? Yeah. Well, he said, you know, there was a herd of cows just up ahead, and we've gotten complaints. When we fly over low and disturb them, they stop milking. <laughs> Don't milk so, the cows. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, we used to come up to Lake Tahoe and drop down in the American Canyon and go down the American Canyon with the peaks a 1,000 feet above us. And you can do that in the 105 because there's no airplane that's as strong at low altitudes. I mean, the, the strength is G-forces that it can take. Nothing's even close. Yeah, and, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't, wanna, if you don't know what a 105 is, Google it. F-105 Thunder Chief, it is a beast of an airplane, something you don't see much of today. Uh, Ken, we're going to come right back after the break, and what I'd like to do is maybe do a little bit of a preview. You mentioned something earlier about the Vietnam vets that you came in contact with, and I think we all, those of us that were not there in Vietnam, and a lot of the kids today don't even know what Vietnam was, would you mind when we come back from the break talking a little bit about those guys you met that came back from Vietnam with, you know, hundreds of missions behind them? Be happy to. Right on. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. We will be right back. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 
anytime and leave us a message. The Phantom weren't the only jet fighter with a piece of the action in that fracas, although you'd never know it by listening to a bunch of Phantom pilots. There was the F-105 Thunder Chief. Most of us called it a thud, but never with an ounce of disrespect. Why, there's enough pure raw courage in one thud pilot to make heroes out of an entire bomber squadron. I've watched those F-105 drivers baby that monstrous bucket of bolts into places the devil himself wouldn't go. They'd come roaring in, peel off in a screaming dive, point that thing at the ground, and pray, I reckon. You see, the Thunder Chief don't carry but one pilot. And I used to wonder just how lonesome it got for those guys. Nobody to talk to like in the Phantom, except the Lord, maybe. One engine, one seat, one set of eyeballs, and one pilot. Yep. Among fighter planes, the thud was sort of the last of the red-hot mamas. Now, it's true that to a wolf-pack fighter pilot, there ain't a plane anywhere that can hold a candle to a phantom. But I'll give you a little tip. Don't ever badmouth a thud or a thud pilot where a phantom driver can hear you. It might cost you a few teeth. I'm a thud pilot. I love my plane. It is my body, I am its brain My thunder chief loves me, and I love her too But I get the creeps with only one seat and one engine too She's faster than lightning it says on her dials To get a thud airborne Takes only two miles She's packed with transistors Black boxes, diodes But stay alert Cause you might get hurt When she explodes Totes more bombs than a B-17. Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator, you're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio, sta- the radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. 
we will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov slash people slash women. He blesses the boys as they stand in line. The smell of gun grease and their bayonets they shine. He's there to help them all that he can to make them feel wanted he's a good holy man Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. He knows of their fear in the forthcoming fight. Soon there'll be blood and many will die. Mothers and fathers back home they will cry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. David Costa with Ken Weitzman. 
And uh, Ken is a listener of the show and, and reached out to us and said, look, you know, um, I would love to tell my story and the people that he's interfaced with in aviation and the things he's done in aviation. And that's really what this show is about. It is about people like you and I that have chased our dreams, that have done things. And I hope in these episodes and each and every week when you come and listen to this Renegade Aviator radio show, that it'll inspire you to go after your goals and your passions. But I think we owe some people, we owe a lot of people a debt of gratitude, and certainly can. I'm, I'm grateful for you listening. But there is a group of men and women, but a group of people that were in Vietnam that often get overlooked in the history books, and you gave them a debt of gratitude. And i like really to give you the opportunity to tell the audience what kind of people these men were that were flying these jets in combat, these aircraft in combat. Ken? I'd be more than happy to. I, I think the number one quality of these men were that they were Air Force fighter pilots, they had a job to do, they loved flying, and they went out and did their job against incredible odds. And the F-105 especially, which carried the burden to North Vietnam, 330 were shot down. There was about 85 lost in accidents which also killed a lot of pilots. And to stand with these men makes you feel so good about the quality of individuals that we have in our armed services. And I'm extending it to the Army and Navy because I know they're just as high quality. And we don't appreciate them enough that when given a task that probably has a one in two chance that you will not come back in, alive or in one piece, None of these men ever hesitated. They did what their government and what their country asked of them. And Robert Perkins, Homer Terry, Captain Smith, there's Major Whitehead, uh, just people that you felt just so good being around because these were such good people and loved their country and wanted to do what their country asked of them, even though knowing they were being asked to do a task that was probably impossible with the political ramifications. It was a raw deal. I mean, all, all of our, our Vietnam vets have gone over there and suffered and died and come back injured. These men went over there, did their job. You mentioned something that I wrote down. You mentioned how humble these people were, and I find this a lot. The people that are actually out there doing it, doing a job, being that average person, right? The average people are now the heroes because we're asked to do a lot of things in life, and these men were asked to do horrific things, yet they were humble. They were not show-offs. Could you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, they had the job to do, and they did it, and they did it with a, a style that is a credit to my branch of service, the Air Force, and I'm sure it would extend to the Navy and Army and Marines, who also had a tough, tough job in Vietnam, the way they were controlled and not allowed to do what they needed to do to win the war, which I don't think we tried to win. It just These, these men were just not pilots also. Uh, one was a petroleum engineer. Another was an accountant. They all had their master's or baccalaureate degree, and they just felt that this was their calling in life to defend their country when their country needed defending. No higher class of individuals, as far as I'm concerned. Well, 
Exactly. And so we, we go to these air shows today, and the kids and the, and the people of all ages, and that's a big part of what we do here at air shows. And air shows obviously showcase a lot of the military technology. But when you look up into the sky and you see those jets flying by, you see these military aircraft, there's people in those aircraft, people that have signed up to do potentially horrific things. Um, and it's, it's guys like, like you and me. I was never a fighter pilot. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I can fly an airplane. It's another thing to say I can fly <laughs> an airplane in harm's way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real easy to be brave when nobody's shooting at you. Oh, and, and what these guys had, one, one fellow described it in one of the books I've read. And for your listeners, they may want to, if, if they're interested in aviation and the Vietnam War and what our pilots went through, there's many good books out there they would do themselves well to read some of them, what the men went through. And I remember one pilot described flying into Hanoi like flying into a 4th of July festival. That's how many guns were firing at them, plus the SAM missiles. And they didn't hesitate. They went straight in, you know, did their dive bombing well, I mean, and got out. And, and there is a difference, you know, not to downgrade anything that our current military pilots are doing, but Vietnam, we were in actual air-to-air combat, ground-to-air combat. Unlike today, you know, our, our jets, we're very grateful to all of our military pilots, don't get me wrong, but I would say that the Vietnam conflict, the Vietnam War, was the last time that American pilots were in head-to-head combat in the air. I think you're absolutely correct. The interesting thing about the air combat was that we had what they call the ROE, Rules of Engagement, which were extremely restrictive of where our fighter pilots could drop their bombs or take offensive action. And when they were building an airport for MiG-17s just outside of Hanoi, we could not touch that airport till it was built. We had to wait for them. Same with, same with SAM sites. We couldn't touch them until they were up and operating. Well, that's the idiocy of military intelligence sometime and, you know, political interference in the military. Ken, we're going to come right back after this break. What I want to get to in the next break is you flew a lot of airplanes, you saw a lot of neat airplanes, maybe what your favorite airplane was that you flew. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Look for the Renegade Aviator at an air show or aviation event near you. We might be flying our TS-11 Iskra jet, and this is a really neat aircraft. Iskra is Polish for spark. This aircraft was a military advanced trainer with over 50 years of continuous military service, rare for military aircraft. I fly the TS-11 Iskra and love to speak to our fans. So look for us. Come out to an air show near you this air show season. Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator 
our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator, you're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio state, the radio show that I'm doing now goes hand in hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans tip of the day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women.
call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, and I am still here with Ken Weitzman. We are back at one of our one of our listeners. I'm grateful to have him. You know, when you have more than one listener, you can call yourself a success in radio. So if I count my wife and Ken, I got two. So this is fantastic. But Ken, you have flown in and been around a lot of really cool airplanes in a time that a lot of times a lot of the people listening today may forget these airplanes. And you remember them like, like they're yesterday, I'm sure. What was your favorite most cool airplane to fly in and maybe tell the audience a little bit about that airplane. You may have to explain it a little bit for them. I, I believe the F-105 was my favorite because it, it had such a wide envelope as far as being able to use the airplane in maneuvers, in aerial acrobatics, power. It almost had one pound of thrust to uh, one pound of actual aircraft weight when we were testing them because they were not flying with 15,000 pounds of bombs or 10,000 pounds of bombs. So they're extremely powerful, and you could, be, you could climb out at 10, 20,000 feet a minute, which is really kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be doing it at 450 knots. I can tell you, this wasn't an F-105, but in an F-100 over Clear Lake, which I think you're familiar with in California, yep. we did a loop, and we started the loop at the bottom at 550 knots at 5,000 feet, crested the loop at 15,000, probably at about 250 knots. Uh, we did a two-mile loop in diameter. And, and, and 250 knots is getting slow with an F-100. <laughs> right, going over the top, absolutely. That's why I said over the top, and we're starting our descent. But overall, because the 105, the Republic F-105 Thunder Chief, also had a nickname Thud, and there's many stories why it's called the Thud, and I'm not going to go into that. But your listeners might want to look it up. You could handle it very roughly without worrying about harming the airplane. And so we could do what the Vietnam pilots call, and I think this was a word back from even World War II, jinking. Are you familiar yeah. with jinking? That's I when am. you do vi violent maneuvering to avoid the anti-aircraft fire. You, you take your stick and it goes right, hits the right knee, the left knee, the right knee, the left knee. So the, the plane is never in one place or in one direction for more than a moment. And it's well, and quite you know, exciting. What are what are the average private pilots taught? You know, don't mishandle the airplane. Be very gentle. Use your uh, fingertips. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you look, go to YouTube. You'll see videos about an F one hundred five Thunder Chief. And imagine, look at look at a picture with somebody standing next to the airplane because it's a big airplane. This is not some tiny little fighter jet. This is a big airplane. It's over fifty feet long, and I think the wingspan was like thirty five feet. And it had a very yeah, not tall landing gear, so it stood way off the ground. It was a magnificent airplane to fly. We're coming up on the next break. So, Ken, next segment with you, we're going to wrap some of this stuff up. But I really want to get your story. Um, maybe give the, the audience in the next segment a little bit of insight as to maybe your words of wisdom to this next generation of people coming through or anybody out there that has a love for something like you do and I do. 
and maybe how they can go through life and accomplish their goals without necessarily having to be what they thought they needed to be when they started. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. No, no, ma'am. This is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Tower radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? Who? You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator. You're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. 
This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their their family, and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org, and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women. I've been counting all my steps, all my nose just turned to yes, down is now where I Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. gentlemen, David Costa with Ken Weissman, and uh, Ken has got a story not unlike a lot of our stories, although he's got some pretty cool stuff. He's talked about the Vietnam-era fighter pilots he got to fly with. More importantly, he talked about some of the cool airplanes he got to fly in as a member of the United States Air Force out of the McClellan Air Base right over the hill in Sacramento from where I am. Ken, uh, your, your career has had, I'm sure, its ups and downs, its movement in the direction you wanted to go, and maybe sometimes moving away from it. But give the audience, if you wouldn't mind, just an overview of kind of what you've done in aviation even since the Air Force and how that's kind of helped you achieve your goals. It's helped me achieve my goals because I had a hobby or avocation that got me away from the dental chair, something I really loved to do. At one point... I didn't mention this, in the 70s, myself and my brother and a couple other folks, we bought some Vickers Viscounts, 
and we were hauling rock groups all around the United States. <laughs> Excellent. So that, that was about a five-year. We hauled America, Greg Allman, uh, Eagles. I can't think of all the na- um, names anymore. And then another thing I was able to do with my aviation and my dentistry was I joined the Flying Samaritans, which is a very good group of people. They're similar to Doctors Without Borders, but they don't go as far. And for almost a full decade, I flew down to Baja, California, once a month in my Cessna 210 with myself. Sometimes I had a physician, a couple nurses, a couple helpers. And so I was able to combine my flying with my ability to do dentistry and help these folks in Baja, California, that had no dental care, no medical care, we're living very poor. And it really was a very uplifting experience for me to be able to help people and combine it with my two specialties, which is flying and dentistry. That's outstanding. So it was, it was great. And I kept my flying going until I was 70. And at that point, I just wasn't flying very much anymore. And I sold my final airplane, which was a V-35B Beechcraft Bonanza which was a wonderful airplane. And it wasn't a doctor killer. You can talk about that. (laughs) Uh, It was a killer of of stupid pilots and people that were better than they were and weren't trained properly. One thing I want to say, training is everything in flying. And you can't know too much and you can't be overtrained. I appreciate all all my skilled instructors. Uh, Art Carenza, a grandnephew of the Mexican president in 1916, he was a great pilot. Folks like this that gave me so much and enabled me to progress and move along in my skill level and my abilities. And because the more skill, the more abilities, the more enjoyable the experience becomes. It's amazing, isn't it? But nobody wants to do the hard work. But for those who put in the hard work, right, that's where you realize the benefits. It doesn't happen overnight. A lot of youngsters, people coming up now, I I don't think are getting it. They're, they're too involved with their smartphones and Facebook, and they're leaving out such a great part of their potential part of their lives, which is flying, which is enjoyable, which can take you to places, and which is something exciting and fulfilling. And it's an accomplishment. And so it is, and it does. I've been blessed. And, well, bingo. And everybody I talk to of excellence, and I consider you a person of excellence, Every one of you say the same thing. I've been blessed. I've been lucky. I'm grateful. We don't hear that from enough people today, Ken. This is kind of political, but I feel more blessed than just about anyone that's ever lived on the earth except my contemporaries. But I was born in the United States. I was born in 1941, and I I lived through the glory days of the United States. They can never take that away from me, and I, I just have some bad feelings in the direction our country is going. And I hope for a turnaround. And I pray for a turnaround. So do I. And I agree with you. And I think and it's, it's one of the reasons for this show, because, you know, we can talk politics all day long. And I'm sure you and I have a lot that, that we would agree on. But a big thing, I think, if we can get to the people and get people to understand, be grateful, follow your passions, work hard. That is America. It has never been hands out with an expectation. It has been a hand up to that person to our left and to our right. And it's it's for those people like you and I can to slap each other on the head once in a while and say, you know, pull your head out of your rear end and be grateful. Pull your head out of your rear end and go out there and do something with your life. These are great gifts. Aviation is a gift. So, man, I, you know, but, uh, you know, we could start a whole other show if we keep going like this. <laughs> Aviation is a gift, and I'm, I feel blessed that I was born with that desire and calling. And my existence for my years 
has been wonderful. And like I say, I think I've lived through the best part of the United States. I grew up at a great time. I grew up when Los Angeles was a great city to live in. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. Well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops that seem to interrupt the flow of my day. Here's one they just made up. Near miss. When two planes almost collide, they call it a near miss. It's a near hit. A collision is a near miss. <laughs> Look, they nearly missed. This is Kirby Chambliss, two-time Rebel Air Race World Champion. I'm on the Renegade Aviator radio show with David Costa. Hi, this is Bill Stein. I fly an S540, and I'm with David Costa on Renegade Aviator Radio. Hey, this is Gregory Wired Collier from Ace Maker Air Shows, coming to you on Renegade Aviator Radio. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Congratulations, you found the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with me, David Costa. Call my office anytime with your questions, comments, suggestions, cries for help in aviation. 888-366-5256. Obstacles. They're an important part of life in aviation. As in all things in life, we have to avoid obstacles and create an alternate plan to assume that obstacles might just jump out and grab us. So as pilots, we develop strategies to avoid surprises and prepare for them to pop up. We expect surprises despite our best planning. We look to weather hours, sometimes days in advance. We consider alternate airports in case the weather doesn't cooperate despite our best efforts. We prepare to understand how terrain may affect our flight. We have memory items for key emergencies where immediate measured action is required. We use checklists to make sure we're not relying on our limited, often failable memory to make sure that everything required of us as pilots is complete. Expect obstacles and have a backup plan for every flight. Yes, every phase of flight. Business owners, do you see any value in this? Obstacles are a fact of everyday life for a pilot, as they are in almost everything else we do. Pilots are 100% responsible for the safe outcome of their flight. 100% responsible, as you are 100% responsible for your own life and your own business. I know this is challenging for some people to grasp in today's society, but as pilots, we accept the responsibility. So how can this carry over to you in your life in whatever it is that you decide to do? 
Here's a couple hints. Pre-flight planning. Know and understand everything about everything. Sound daunting? It can be. A pilot is required to conduct a thorough pre-flight plan to include weather, equipment, terrain, airport, even the physical state of the captain and crew. In short, know everything about everything before strapping on that fancy jet. Make alternate decisions. What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? What do I need to know? What do I need to do now? And what can wait? What is my plan B, C, and D? Finally, follow a system, checklist, flows, cross-checks, and go-no-go decisions. Anyone can benefit from a little planning, creating a plan B, and using a system to detect and avoid obstacles before they ruin your day. Pilots expect them, but we all, once we step out of the cockpit, tend to forget, myself included, how these skills can help us in every aspect of our lives. You would be amazed at the success we've had with businesses that I've worked with using these renegade aviator ideas to improve and grow businesses of all kinds. Want to learn more about how we can help your business? Call my office 888-366-5256 and leave a message. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. Well, I, I can never be thankful enough to the people that paved the way for me to live my, I think, extremely wonderful and in some ways extraordinary life because of the, my experience in the Air Force. I'm just lucky. You know, plain out lucky to be born when I was born and be born where I was born. Outstanding. And I appreciate it a thousand percent. Every day I wake up, I say, I'm blessed, I'm grateful. And that's the way we all, we should take a lesson from that, Ken. Ken Weitzman, ladies and gentlemen, one of our listeners, and the proof is go out to the airports. There's, there's people like Ken all over the place. Go talk to these aviators. Go talk to these people. Show up at the airport. Well, Dave, I really appreciate the service you're doing for our country, because you really are, and service for the people that are fortunate enough to be within the listening radius of 99.1. And I really well, wish you continuing success, and I really do hope to meet you. It, it would be a lot of fun. There are so many stories out there, so many ordinary people who've done extraordinary things. Ken was a listener who took the time to say hello and had a story to tell. Ken is not unlike you or me. We start out on our path, our journey, and we can either zigzag around the potholes of the real world or we can feel sorry for ourselves and complain. We play the cards we are given. This man wanted to be a fighter pilot. He became a dentist in the military, but never gave up on his passion and still got to fly some really cool fighter jets. But that was not enough. He continued with his passion, owning aircraft, flying rock stars around in airplanes, and then giving back by doing charity medical flights to our neighbors in Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people all around us just common men and women who have uncommon stories. Take a moment to seek out those stories. You might learn something. You might even be inspired by them. 
Ken and I both want to once again tip our hats to the pilots who flew in Vietnam. A stupid war, like most wars. A forgotten war. I hope not. Brave pilots who face danger from the sky and from the ground. When you come out to air shows, you see the cool factor. The fun side. It sure is fun to watch former military aircraft fly. Hard to get much cooler than that. But let us not forget the sacrifice pilots have made in those aircraft or the bravery that it took to take the disguise over and over again. Come on, this show is different. A change of pace from what you normally hear on talk radio. It does not matter if you're an aviation nut or not. If you want to reach for the sky in whatever burns inside of you, listen each week. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. So This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day.